any form of kind of somatic work the way we do, where you allow your body to actually um, dive into your inner landscape will bring up whatever is in your inner landscape. And so some people are very visual. Some people are not visual at all. They're kinesthetic or, you know, words come to them or whatever. And so in an integration period of nonlinear, people often have like, like almost like dreamscape kind of, you know, visuals. Yeah. Um, and that's completely normal. And the way you hold those things is you don't really assign anything to them because when you grab them then they, they they're gone right or they solidify in something which is not it uh, but it's quite uh, you know quite common and the more visual you are the more common it is so um, you know you can have different um, content based on the different environmental factors you can have different content based on how you perceive in general or on what you've released or so there's all kinds of stuff that can happen and it's nice to have them but it's good to not grab onto them and then you know i also teach regular guided sessions if you do need a little bit of extra you know just um, holding your feet to the one hour fire then you can do that as well but in general i would recommend with nonlinear pick a few songs doesn't have to be much and just do it yeah, just do it in the morning or in the evening I really like right before bed I typically um, do either uh, a practice followed by a bath followed by bed or I do um, a shower followed by practice followed by bed so um, if you just want to do like a quick floss so to speak meaning you want to kind of become current I'd say 10-15 minutes is plenty yeah. and then ever so often when you have time for a bit of long-form practice then do you do that yeah. but if you could do we do this with our teacher trainers we make them practice every single day and have to keep a log for the for the duration between the first two module and the third Katie did it um, right it makes a huge difference even if you're just doing five ten minutes five ten minutes a day makes a huge difference yeah, it doesn't have to be long or elaborate. Um, can be totally informal as well for the most part. And then you'll notice in a very short period of time your body knows what to do and it gets faster and faster and faster uh, that you, you know, drop in. And the other thing that's really, really good, by the way, um, and that's why I almost always play the same music for myself and for classes, yeah. is that the body goes, oh, that's the song. And then, then you, it drops you right away. In general, if you practice yourself by yourself, uh, standing up is barely ever a good idea mm -hmm. because you pop up and out. Yeah. But when I teach live and I feel like it and there's other things going on, I'll just essentially hold yeah. the, the room down energetically. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter that much. But when you do it home alone, I wouldn't necessarily recommend you stand up till you are far into the practice uh, because there is a tendency to go up and up. Yeah, obviously you're not flying off. I mean, if you do, if you do levitate, I'd be very impressed. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> yes.
uh, yes, we, uh, you sometimes see this when people do ecstatic dance. They go on their tippy toes, right? And they're just waving their hands and they're like way, way, way up. And that's nice for ecstatic dance because you're kind of expanding outwards into the ethers, but it's not very grounded. And so the, the further you're away from the ground in general, the less embodied you are. Uh, so you can be in, you know, in, in, oh, it's the, it's, it's one thing here and another thing there. Um, this is called an egg squawk, by the way, if you've never heard this. Yeah. The chickens lay an egg and then they go somewhere else and they make the sound, but somewhere else so that if a predator sees them, they go somewhere else to find the egg and not where it actually is. So they lay the egg, they sneak out of the nesting box, they go somewhere else, and then they start this insane ruckus that says, I have laid an egg over here, not over there. So <laughs> it's diversion. Isn't that cool? Chicken diversion. They're very, very smart. Yeah. You know, I came from originally um, working with uh, hypnosis and subconscious work in trauma. Because in Europe, that I mean, you know, in Austria, that's done regularly, and so the wording in in nonlinear is very specifically so it goes through the layers of the nervous system, also mentally and and cognitively, to open and relax the system. So the words used can make a huge difference, and of course, also, and this is one of the reasons why we are so. We were just talking about practitioners, people who learn how to teach, have to do daily practice. Because you can, with your body, if you are a good nonlinear practitioner and you really know your own system, you can, with your body, affect somebody else's body. I used to have a client at that rehab who was, um, she had ritual sexual abuse and she had witnessed uh, one parent killing another parent when she was a child. Um, and so, when she was detoxed, you know, because the only way to deal with that for her, because it was an 18-year-long abuse and the witnessing of that, uh, when they took the, the, essentially her substance of choice away, she would have full-blown psychotic breaks every evening at the exact time of her abuse. And to the point where she was completely gone, completely psychotic. And, um, you know, there were some tough choices that had to be made because obviously that's incredibly horrible, right, for the entire system. But of course, obviously, you can't uh, let somebody use drugs and, and also medicating somebody in that situation is very unethical, particularly when they're psychotic, right? Um, unethical and, un and not very useful because you can also not provide treatment and, and there are all of those kind of things. And so eventually we realized, um, you know, this is very, very, I, I'm giving a very fine, uh, a very broad slice of something that was very intricate and took uh, two people, uh, my, I had a co, I don't know what you want to call it, a, a co-worker, um, a co-therapist um, with whom I shared responsibility. So we, we kind of... Um, worked with her during the day while she wasn't psychotic with essentially creating um, cues and, and motions 
that we could reach her with when she was psychotic. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways we did that was by me working with her body to body, uh, not touching, but you know, moving, her mirroring my movements, and and uh, really getting into the cadence of the way my my you know my breathing went and my uh, body moved. And then when she would go psychotic, which was always in the same position at the same moment, in the same sequence, we I could sit next to her with and have my body close to her and start that sequence of nonlinear movement and eventually pull her out. And this to, it took almost two years, but we did get her to a point where my body could resonate her out of, wow. of you know, the, the situation. But for that, of course, you have to have enormous practice under your belt. Yeah, no, you can't say things like that because you have to be very careful that when you work with people that it's not, it's not about me at all, yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah. She saved her life, yeah. right? I've, I'm only a, an accessory to, the, to, to her empowerment. And it took years, and she was in that facility for years, which she didn't have to be because at some point she, she could have left and she wasn't court ordered or anything like that. So it's super, super important when you do um, any form of healing work that you don't get into that idea that it has anything to do with you because it's the person who does it and there's also a kind of a grace of God aspect to it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying this in a religious way, but there are things at play that that, that you don't know about. And so it's really important to not say that, right? Mm -hmm. I have skills, I can use my skills, but where my skills come from is also where her skills come from or her healing come from. Mm -hmm. But she did, she did make it through and it was, it was incredibly grueling and very tragic and, you know, I mean, yeah. But I'm saying this to say you can resonate somebody who is in a state of trauma through your nervous system and through your own regulation. And you can use your voice and your body to regulate someone. And that's a useful thing if that's the business you want to be in. Yeah, it's not an easy business, as you well know.